Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the straight-to-video sequel, uh, The Descent Part 2. This came out in 2009, I believe five years after the original as I said, direct to DVD or streaming or whatever. Uh, directed by John Harris, written by James McCarthy, Jay Blakeson, and James Watkins. Starring Shauna McDonald as the only returning or one of the only returning uh, cast members from the original, as well as Michael J. Reynolds, uh, along with a mostly new cast in this part two uh in this movie refusing to believe her story about cave dwelling monsters the sole survivor of a spelunking exhibition gone horribly wrong is forced to follow the authorities back into the caves where something awaits um this movie has different writers and director from the first film that was written and directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, and so this has not written or has nothing to do. Neil Marshall, no hand in this. Uh, like I said, straight to DVD slash home video slash streaming, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it shows. It shows that it is a straight to DVD. Usually sequels that are straight to DVD are just kind of cash grabs. Uh, they want to make more money off of a successful first movie, but don't really put a whole lot into it. Uh, and this, it shows. It shows quite a bit in this. Uh, I didn't like this movie at all. Uh, the premise is interesting. Her, her not being, uh, her looking like someone that may have killed her friends coming out, the only survivor covered in blood that's not hers. Um, but everything that made the first film great is mostly absent or just done absolutely poorly in this film. Uh, and it's not worth the watch. I would not recommend this movie at all. Uh, it's far less stressful and claustrophobic. The acting is horrible. Uh, the accents are all over the place. Uh, people doing horrible English accents, or American accents, I should say. Um, everything is is like lit in a way that doesn't make sense for being in caves in comparison to the first movie um this movie's also got a lot of slow moments which there shouldn't be this should be like a suspenseful like like it, it should kind of hit on all of the same things the first one did but it doesn't the darkness is gone the monsters are not nearly as dynamic or scary as they were in the first film uh, you don't have those claustrophobic moments that was a great element of the first film. 
Uh, it just feels like this was filmed on a studio set rather than actually feeling like they're in caves. Um, which the first film, there were, despite being in caves, there were some really great big wide shots uh, in the first film. And this just feels like a dollar store version of the first film, right? Tr while trying to hit on all the same beats as the first film, but not doing a good job. Not successful at any of that. Uh, you have a group of people, new group of people going into the cave, only one survivor similar to the first one. But even that, they found a way to make that formula even worse in this movie. You know, it seems like this movie tried to correct some aspects of the first film that were unclear, things that I felt were a little unclear from the first film. Uh, one of which is, you know, in the first film was a bunch of women going to spelunking, and uh, it hard to identify who was who when the shit hit the fan in the first movie. Uh, this one, very easy to identify who was who. Uh, also, this one clarifies uh, the Sarah's daughter. It was kind of unclear if her daughter was part of the the death uh, count in the car accident at the beginning of the first film, uh, and clarifies in this one that she did die. So it, you know, I think this movie they saw the the minor criticisms of the first film, and they're like, we got to do it again, and we'll fix the problems. But then it didn't do all of the elements that made the first film great, that made the first film scary, the darkness in the caves, not being able to see the monsters, the design of the monsters, the way the monsters moved, the claustrophobic nature. All of the elements that made the first movie great were completely sidelined in this one and just not at all successful in trying to do the same thing again uh, but the premise is interesting they don't believe her so they're going back into the cave to see who's still alive see who's you know still there she's traumatized from the whole thing but it just ends up being horrible uh, I do want to talk about specifics, though, so I do want to talk about spoilers. So if you, for some reason, don't want to be spoiled on The Descent Part 2, this is your warning. But I wouldn't recommend watching the movie anyway, and I'm going to detail why in the spoilers here. Uh, so spoiler warning for The Descent Part 2. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, if you're an art lover like I am, or simply... Someone who appreciates unique creativity. I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched with new paintings being released daily, and if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20. Original paintings. And if you desire something grander, there are larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space 
So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Go check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that truly stands out. Now let's get back to the show. So we're back. Appalachian Mountains, like the first movie, except for this one starts with her going to and scaring a tow truck driver. Like the end of the first one, she drives off in one of the cars, pulls over to puke, and one last jump scare as a truck drives by. But she, the car worked. But in this one, she finds a, a tow truck driver. There's a few changes in this one. Um, we find out that Juno, the other woman that Sarah stabbed with the pickaxe before leaving the cave in the first one, the one Juno who accidentally killed one of the other women and just kind of left her to die. Uh, we find out Juno is the daughter of a senator, which doesn't play into the story at all. There is... Uh, news coverage of the rescue team trying to rescue this group of women who are missing, uh, but obviously at the wrong caves because Juno took them to a different cave system. And you have the news being critical of the rescue team who was unsuccessful in a completely separate matter that recently happened, which is so strange that the, you have the news talking shit about this rescue team um but it doesn't matter they're searching in the wrong cave anyway so of course the rescue team's not going to be successful you have a cop gets a call uh about sarah and wants them to keep it on the on the down low right they find out there is a survivor uh but he doesn't want it to get out to the press and she has no memories, obviously covered in blood that's not hers. She also has Juno's necklace, uh, you know, still thinking. She also think the only reason for this, she still thinks her daughter is alive. And she has to be reminded that her daughter was part of the, uh, she died in the car accident in the first movie. So I, that aspect made me think that other people maybe were unclear and that was something they put in this movie to kind of just clarify that the daughter didn't survive and it doesn't matter because this was written by different people anyway so who knows uh you have so many of the actors in this have like clearly british accents like the the rescue team is all british and talk shit about Americans being gun crazy, which I totally agree with, but it's like, why would there be, why would they send a UK rescue team to, as if like, there's no rescue teams that would exist in the U S it just, this, none of it makes sense. Obviously this is a, a British production. So they, you know, cast who knows where they filmed it. Um, but they're, some of them are trying to do American accents and failing it is bad um there's a big retcon in this one from the first film uh where they're the entrance that they go to to get in the cave system is there's a mine that leads to the cave system now uh they literally take an elevator down into the cave system uh no climbing it is just uh, it just it's baffling you have the cop insisting on taking his gun into the cave system even though being he's being told not to because it could uh cause some issues 
having explosions go off. Uh, and then when they get down there, there's all kinds of infrastructure and ladders and support beams and chains. None of the, like, uh, tracks for the mining carts. None of that stuff present in the first film. The only sign that people had ever been in the caves in the first one are the, the, the cave paintings and a super old uh, peg that was in the rocks um showing that there was somebody had had climbed in there before but not like miners so all of a sudden there's this mining entrance that is like luxury elevator down and they just walk in very effortlessly get into the cave system uh all the people look different, so easier to tell them apart, despite the fact that I don't really like any of the characters in this one. Uh, there's a moment where Sarah thinks she sees one of the monsters again, uh, but it's in a way that's not scary at all, like the, unlike the first film, where they, you know, it's, it's terrifying uh, when she starts seeing or thinks she sees a monster. The only cool scene in this they find one of the women from the sarah's group uh dead and a rat crawls out of her they think she's still alive because they see movement in her neck but then you see a rat crawl out of her mouth cool scene right L looks like a rat's crawling out of a dead person's mouth but th that's it <laughs> that's the only cool moment uh you have the cop, when they see the body, the cop instantly accuses Sarah, now finally, of killing them. M meanwhile, has no proof, but is now officially accusing Sarah of killing everybody. You have the lead of the rescue group instantly dismissing that anything could be down in the caves that could do that to a person. As if, like, bears don't exist in caves or other predators don't exist in caves. Like, just instantly, like, no, no. There's no way an animal could do this to a human. This is ridiculous. Uh, somehow they make these caves less claustrophobic. Uh, you have a moment where Sarah flips out. Like, they're going through what's supposed to feel like a claustrophobic tight squeeze. Doesn't at all. She flips out, kicks the cop in the face, then punches two of the rescue crew people, and she runs off. Seemingly because she was triggered at PTSD, rather than just her trying to escape now that she's been accused of killing these people. But it just kind of wild. You have the cop who brought a camera so they can do the night vision thing again, like the first movie. Uh, he gets attacked by one of the monsters, and of course he shoots his gun and doesn't hit anything. But when he shoots his gun, causes a little rock, uh, cave to collapse again, but in a much less terrifying way than the first movie. Uh, rocks trap one of the women in. Always well lit, by the way. That's another thing. Like, the darkness doesn't exist in these caves. Like, everything is very... And I'm usually against darkness in movies and things not being well lit. 
but this is one f- movie franchise that benefits from the darkness. Not being able to see what is in the darkness is one of the terrifying aspects of the first movie. And in this one, they always have a flashlight or something. There's always light sources lighting everything. Even this woman that gets trapped. You know, and even when she gets trapped, still doesn't have that claustrophobic feel. She can still kind of move around. Right. And uh, it just it just doesn't it has nothing. This movie is like nothingness. Let's take a quick break from the show. Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus for just five dollars a month. You unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying the Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to live painting archive. Be the first to lay eyes on the new releases from the many faces. And enjoy members-only discounts and deals. That'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes. Personal insights through my own personal blog. Creative writing to spark your imagination. And interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. They have a lot of flashbacks to the first movie, the better movie. Even them literally watching footage from the first movie on the camcorder they found from the first group, right? And then... In the camcorder footage of the first movie that they're watching, when the monsters show up in the footage, that's when the monsters show up in this movie as well. And it's not scary at all. Everybody splits up again. Chaos again. Same thing as the first movie. But nothing's scary. The monsters aren't scary. That moment's not terrifying. They go and find the one girl who died trying to climb from tunnel to tunnel in the big cavern where she's just hanging there on the poster. They find her. Cool scene happens there as monsters attack, but still, you know, not not the not the greatest. The kills aren't very surprising or scary. It just feels like a sad imitation of the first movie. And then you have Juno shows up the last half hour of this movie an hour has gone by and finally juno appears because of course we didn't see her die in the first film so she could still be alive it's been i don't know few days that she's been in there somehow she couldn't find her way out i i mean it's not like sarah went very far after stabbing her in the leg and bouncing i would assume juno could have found the way out didn't didn't leave though at the end they fall into what we find out to be the monster's toilet 
And we know that because we literally watch a monster pop a squat, hang his monster ass over the cliff, and we see shit come out of the monster and plop into this water, this nasty water that these last few people are in. It is like so symbolic of what this entire movie is. Just a, a monster piece of shit in a toilet. Like it is like so sad, this scene. It is so comical, this scene, in a movie that should have no comedy in it. To see, you literally see a monster take a shit. It was baffling. Like that was the the point at which uh, this is just the worst movie you have another fight between sarah and juno juno dies sarah sacrifices herself she lets out another scream similar to the first movie but not nearly with the same energy as the first movie right she's getting a paycheck i'm sure she doesn't care i'm sure she realizes the production of this thing is far worse than the first movie um and her scream kind of uh, reflects that because it's it's very like uh i'm just cashing a paycheck scream instead of like the terrifying like cold-blooded assassin scream that she lets out in the first movie so of course sarah sacrifices herself because there's one of the rescue people woman has a daughter so, of course, Sarah sacrifices herself so that the mom could survive and go back to her daughter, right? So, at least there's, like, a good ending to this. At least that's what you think. And even as this rescue person, this woman, she crawls out. It's very similar shot to the first movie where Sarah's climbing up the... the uh, kind of the uh this rock slide to get to the hole that leads her out same kind of shot but still not as good of a shot not not framed as good it's not an epic moment like the first movie but this woman gets out in the same way same energy as sarah in the first movie and then the movie just decides just to just to make sure that there's no way you will enjoy any part of this movie because you have this moment where it's like, yes, at least there's a a light at the end of the tunnel. Somebody survives. Sarah sacrifices herself so this woman could be with her her child. And when she gets out and she pulls out her, her cell phone to call her daughter, we find out that this movie hates us because we see the guy who showed them where the mine is knocks this woman out with a shovel and then drags her body to the opening of the cave so that the monsters can eat her. It's like nothing good in this movie. Not even not even like a happy ending. There is no final girl. There is just a, a dude who is on the side of the monsters. Like actively helping the monsters. For why? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows why? Maybe he's racist. She was black. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't matter. It's a bad movie. Everything that made the first movie great was done half-assed in this movie. 
They did nothing new or interesting except for that rat crawling out uh, of the, the woman's mouth. Everything looked worse. There was no tension. There was no good action in this, even though there were fight scenes. No good action. It's just the way it was shot looks horrible. And then you have the guy at the end helping the monsters makes no sense. Just takes away any positive feelings you might have coming away from watching this movie. And the scene with the monster taking his shit is exactly how detached this movie is from understanding what made the first movie great. Just like, like I... I can't, it's so mind-blowing. It's almost like a parody. This movie's almost parodying the first movie. And it's just sad. Regardless, thank you all for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on The Descent Part 2. Don't forget to tune in on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.